Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hello and welcome to The Beacon Podcast. I'm Jeff Jowdy, your host for today's discussion on nonprofit boards and fundraising. And if you are in the nonprofit arena, that will get your attention. And even more so if you know our guest today, and that is John O'Kane, who has been an influence in the nonprofit sector for more than five decades. John, welcome, my friend, to the Beacon Podcast. Thank you so much, Jeff. What a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm looking forward to, to your insight on this vital topic. And for our listeners, John has worked with hundreds of nonprofit organizations as a staff member, executive director, consultant, volunteer, board member, and professor. And since 2013, he has been the principal in John O'Kane Consulting, offering strategic advice and counsel to nonprofits on fundraising essentials and working with donors seeking to maximize their philanthropy. He has been a distinguished professor of practice at Georgia State University's Andrew Young School of Policy Studies. He was senior vice president and consultant at Cox Curry and Associates, vice president of human resources at the United Way of Metropolitan Atlanta, and executive director at the Mental Health Associations of both Metropolitan Atlanta and Butler County, Ohio. And we are very excited and thrilled to announce that John is joining Lighthouse Council Love Council. So we are just honored and thrilled to have you provide leadership on our team, John, and to have you here as our guest and in your new capacity with Lighthouse Council as well. Thank you, my friend. No, thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity. Well, we are just excited about this topic. And John, we, we all know that a major issue for nonprofits is getting boards engaged in fundraising. And we'd love to get your thoughts on why is that and what are the stumbling blocks that make board members uh, uncomfortable with fundraising? Well, I appreciate that, Jeff. I think <clears throat> I think when we look at bringing board members on, I think many times we have a very unrealistic expectation of what we want them to do. And I also feel we don't communicate what those expectations are. It's almost like we keep it secret from them that we really want them to raise funds. And they get surprised when we ask them to to raise funds. The most important thing I think is that a board member should come on a board because they're committed to the mission of the organization. They've gotta be able to to buy into it. That's number one. Number two, not every board member who comes on is gonna wanna raise funds. Now, every board member should give and needs to give so that there's 100% board participation which is also a good way to weed out some board members who just seem to collect boards as a hobby. And so I think it's very important to communicate to them what level of giving you're expecting and from the beginning, whether you are expecting them to do any fundraising. I think most boards are lucky if they can have a fourth to a third of their members who are willing to do fundraising. I have a wonderful story. Uh, I was on a board with a residential program for adolescents. And on that board was a very, very distinguished lawyer. He was actually the private attorney for someone that everybody would know that I won't mention, but very rich. A fine Southern gentleman. And I never forget, 
he said to me one time when we were talking about fundraising at the board and asking them to do things, in his beautiful Southern drawl, he said, I would rather eat a bug than ask somebody for funds. <laughs> and, and so how su- it's not, that's not surprising. So number one, we've got to recognize that not everybody we're bringing on board, we're bringing on board to do fundraising. The other thing where I think we miss an opportunity, and we might get into this a little bit more, I think board committees should have non-board members on there. We too often overwhelm our board members by putting them on two or three or four committees, and that's that's far too much. And so I, I always say that maybe a committee, except for maybe the administrative ones, should only have about a third board members. Bring on two-thirds of non-board members and use it as if you would a training ground or farm system to see how they do. And if they do well, then bring them on. The other thing I think that happens with most boards is they don't take board recruitment seriously. They wait till about a month before it's time to bring board members on. And then they do two things that are terrible mistakes. Number one, there's a search and destroy mission. They, they have one month left, get me a board member, hurry, we gotta get them by the time next month. And in the process, they'll tell them anything. Oh, you only have to come to, to one meeting a year, this or this, and, and you do yourself a disservice. And then I think the other thing is, we do the old friend of a friend. And so the way we get board members is, is somebody's friend, which may or may not be a good choice. And I think we have to be careful. So I think it bodes for a standing kind of committee that looks through the air at two things, evaluating current board members' experience and looking at what are the needs of new board members. And I know evaluation strikes fears in the heart of volunteers, but if you just use objective information, attendance at a meeting, attendance at committee meetings, whether they've given a gift, whether they've attended other things. You can keep it very, very objective. Most volunteers and board members, when they volunteer with a nonprofit organization, the one thing that they generally don't want to encounter is conflict. And so they just want everything to be nice. And unfortunately, we rock along and we get the problems later. So let me stop there. That was a lot. No, that's that's I love that concept and on uh, having the the non-board members on that committee and that proving ground. And it seems like, to your point, too often it's almost we think board members become another staff member. Can you talk more about how those committees would be structured and how they might interact a bit? Yeah. Now, remember, it depends on where the nonprofit organization is in its organization. It's not uncommon for a brand new organization to have no staff and only board members and they do it all, okay? But most of the nonprofits we're gonna work with are are more mature, but even at that level of maturity, they need to really look at what type of skills they need from board members. I think they really need to interview board members ahead of time and find out in that interview process whether there's a fit or not. Again, if you wait till one month before the nominating committee report, you don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. So spread it out and use it and be much more deliberate in that process. 
And then the, the same way that you would re, uh, recruit board members, you could recruit the non the non board members. It may be somebody that's helped you out with a special event. It may be somebody that you know is extremely articulate about your mission. Bring those folks on and see how they do. So I think know where your organization is, know what the maturity level of your organization is, know what your expectations are of those board members. If you have an extremely mature hospital or university system, you are only going to very selectively use those board members for very high-end gifts. If you have an organization that is growing, you may need them to play more of a role in making some uh, gifts or making some uh, solicitations. Uh, two things, some of your best spokespeople hate fundraising, but they're really good spokespeople. So the other thing you ought to think and be open to are teams where you have a board member who is comfortable in asking, but there's another board member who is more the color commentator that just comes in to talk. They can't close for anything, but they can sure set it up and then the other person can close. And so that's a good way to do it. The other thing I would say is again, don't overload your board members. I don't think they should be on more than two committees that might differ for officers. That's where you bring in the other folks to see. I love that insight about the kind of life cycle of the nonprofit organization and, and what you need from the board. And how about when you've recruited the right people appropriate to your organization at the right time, how does an organization keep them engaged and interested and, and hopefully engaged in some level in fundraising? Yes. I think one of the most important things is to keep them informed about the product. You know, if we're in sales, we know our product backwards and forwards, okay? But sometimes when we bring a board member on, we don't take the time to really understand the product backward and forward. You know, they should come for a tour of a nonprofit if there is something to see there. They need to come and work in, in the food distribution. You know, they need to have some firsthand experience. It's always good to have little vignettes at the board meetings where you can have somebody talking and kind of explaining. But one of the most important things is don't just talk to those folks about what the mission is. You need to give them opportunities to talk about it. So would they be willing to maybe go and talk to a service club? Would they be willing to hold a coffee or whatever? And they're not asking for money there. They're, they're just informing people. So it's really important to get them comfortable with the mission, they're going to become more comfortable talking about the organization. And then eventually, those that are comfortable fundraising, you'll be able to see and be able to employ them. John, this is just incredible insight, as, as always. And what a gift to our listeners and, and to Lighthouse Council. We're very, again, excited and about your engagement. Do you have any other thoughts for our, our yes, listeners? I, about do, I, I do have a thought. And that this is the old um, dilemma about how do you recognize board members? And, you know, I can't tell you how many paper certificates I have or Chotsky's or other times of that. It's really important to understand each board member and kind of what their motivation is and how they want to be recognized. Some people want their names up in neon lights. They can't be big enough. 
There are other people who don't want that attention drawn to them. They just want to kind of pat on the back and say, thank you. So try to tailor your recognition and your appreciation of board members to that board member rather than the old one size fits all or the paper mill. I love it. Thank you so much for your insight. And to our listeners, you can connect with John on LinkedIn and also learn more about his distinguished service and leadership on our Lighthouse Council website. Uh, Thank you so much to our listeners. I'm Jeff Jowdy, and we hope that you'll join us next time for another episode of the Beacon Podcast. John, thank you so much again, my friend. My pleasure. Good to be with you, Jeff. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcasts and guests at lighthousecouncil.com.